Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss here in studio. Bobby Ainbear at the Silver Slipper Casino and Resort in Hancock County, Mississippi, as we're talking a Saints victory to get to 6-7, and 28-6 winners over the Carolina Panthers, 14 points in the second quarter, 14 points in the fourth quarter to win 28-6, to six, and really another strong defensive effort, especially when you consider the second half. The Saints now 6-7, and seven, along with Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Saints 6-7. and seven. Division-wise, Tampa is 3-1, and one, Atlanta's 3-1, and one, the Saints 2-2, two and two, Carolina 0-4, oh and, and four games to go, and that's where it will all be decided. The Saints have to play at Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay will host the Saints on New Year's Eve. And as we wait to get Dennis Allen on the line, Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Coach, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. So we had talked earlier, uh, really even before this game, about before you can do anything, and it's about, you know, talk about before you can talk about stacking wins you got to stack some success and feels like that's what this team has done in a couple of areas most specifically red zone seven of eight field position pass defense and uh, did did that yesterday yeah look i mean i I think you know we we put a big emphasis on trying to improve our our red zone really both in both areas offensively and defensively um i thought it was a big uh step in the right direction um you know, yesterday, uh, I think we were three of four in the red zone offensively. They were 0 of two, um, and, and you know, the previous week we went four of four in the red zone uh, on offense. So um, it's still something that I think we've got to continue to work on and improve on because, you know, really, it's every time you're in the red zone, you you got a chance to save four points, and so uh, that's a big deal when you when you start, you know, looking at how many red zone trips you have and. Uh, if you kind of look at our season and you'd say, I told the players, you know, if we get one more red zone stop on defense, we're able to score one more touchdown in a given game, that's that's an eight-point difference. And that, that makes a huge difference in terms of winning and losing in our league. Now, uh, Coach Allen, when you're trying to set the tone at the beginning, I was kind of discouraged here because, you know, when you talk about hidden yardage and, you know, field position and all that, I, I thought we did not – take advantage of that uh we ran the saints ran all but one of their first 19 plays in panthers territory i said shoot we should be winning by double digits i'm not saying got to score a touchdown every time 
uh, yet to be a little concerned or maybe well, we got to take advantage of this, especially when you start a game and you have your first 19 plays are in Panthers uh, uh, territory. Yeah, look, there's no question, Bobby. I mean, I, I don't think we took advantage of the field position that we had. I thought, you know, I thought we had a good first drive going. We were able to run the ball a little bit. Um, we obviously stalled out in the red zone, uh, which was, you know, the one time in the red zone that we weren't able to get a touchdown. And then, look, the the freaking turd in the punch bowl is like you get down there and you miss a, a, a chippy field goal. And, and that, that really, you know, takes a little bit of the wind out of your sails and, you know, and then the, uh, the next opportunity we have after a takeaway, uh, we're unable to, to convert that into, into points. Um, and then I think it was our third drive, we were finally able to kind of get on the scoreboard. So, uh, yeah, I was disappointed that we weren't able to take advantage of some of the field position that we got in that game. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, the one thing when I look at, we've been outstanding uh, third down defense. Uh, but also Carolina was outstanding on third down defense. Now we only were three of ten, thirty uh, percent, and you know that that's not good. Now it's good defensively, but not good offensively. And uh, boy, uh, you know, always look at the measuring stick. I think you always want to be at least sixty-five plays. We're only able to have uh, fifty-two uh, plays. Uh, you know, so when you look at that, but to me, when I compare our third down offense and defense. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, when, when you come into the game, uh, we were 38% and defense 36.5%. So that's something, okay, uh, we got to get that fixed. Uh, third down defense, whether you're passing it or running it, uh, we, we, we got to be way more successful. Uh, it's good from uh, opponent's defensive standpoint and good for our defense, but we can't be like basically have the same third down percentage whether we're on offense or defense. Yeah, look, no question. Um, you know, that was an area that I think we could have uh, been better at. You know, particularly on offense, I thought, um, you know, being able to convert some of these third downs and, and uh, being able to stay on the field, we lost the time of possession in this game. And, and a lot of it, you know, goes back to third down offense, third down defense. Um, you know, defensively, we, we, had, we were, you know, we gave up five of five on third and one. Um, you know, so that that speaks to getting them into longer, you know, third down situations. Now, obviously, um, you know, we did a good job on fourth down, um, but we weren't as good as we needed to be on third down. And, and look, all these situations in, in games, those are those are key areas of the games that, that help you win games. So we got to improve in those areas. Coach, second-year linebacker Nephi Sewell, eight tackles, two tackles for a loss last week, and then the the blocked punt. I mean, literally, if you kind of stop it, you know, freeze frame, the Hecker is kicking the ball. It's Hecker's foot, the ball, and Sewell all touching each other at once. I mean, he was there. He, you know, came in unblocked on the outside, and, man, that was a huge play. Uh, you talk about, you know, turning a game's momentum from 7-3 to 14-3 like that. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, it was it was three phases of the game, and and obviously that was a huge play in the game. I think they actually ruled it a, you know, a fumble yeah. because he actually got, he got he there so soon. Created contact with the ball before right. the punter did. So, <laughs> right. Uh, I think it I think it actually went down as a fumble uh, and a fumble return for a touchdown. Look, I thought it was I thought it was great to see two young guys, uh, you know, making that play with with uh, Nephi blocking it or causing the fumble, however you want to look at it, 
and DeMarco Jackson being right there to pick it up and run it in for a touchdown. Uh, you know, that was awesome to see a couple of young guys step up and make some plays for us. Now, uh, Coach Allen, to stay along those lines, young players, and uh, I thought, uh, you know, he's talking about hidden yardage and flipping the field. Uh, I thought we had a big advantage except for the, you know, the missed field goal. When you talk about field position and all that, the return game, Lindbaum Jr., I thought he was outstanding taking over for Rashid Shaheed. I mean, that's one last first down you got to get. He had two punt returns for 11.5-yard average. Uh, 12 uh, was his longest gain. So I, I, I think you would take that every game, get every game, if you had that kind of production that you, know, you double digits in the punt return game. Yeah, look, I thought he made a significant improvement this week from where we were last week. You know, we kind of talked to him a little bit about, you know, getting more north and south with the returns, don't dance so much. Uh, he took the coaching to heart. Uh, he had two punt returns where he, where he got possession of the ball, went north and south. I think they were, you know, double-digit punt returns. You know, get us one first down. Uh, and, look, we're close on the, on, the, on the one kickoff from being able to uh, break that for a long one. So I thought he hit that one really well. So there were some good things I saw on the special teams. Need to take a quick break. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, and Saints head coach Dennis Allen. The New York Giants play Monday Night Football. They'll also be in Caesars Superdome next Sunday at noon. Talk about that and more after the break here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. My cost, Bobby Bear and Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And we, I guess we'll stick with our theme about these young players kind of stepping up. And Jordan Howden has been one we've, we've talked about really in, 
I think the last few weeks making the most of his time with Marcus May's suspension first and then unfortunately the injury, but 10 tackles, sack, forced fumble. Um, and he's, he's, it doesn't feel like he's a rookie anymore. He's making some really significant plays. Yeah, look, um, I thought he played overall. I thought he played well in the game. Certainly there's some things that we, that we you know, got to improve on. Uh, and he will. And I thought he made significant improvement. You know, last week uh, he had an opportunity to add in on the quarterback on the very last play of the game when Detroit converted that last first down. You know, we felt like there was an opportunity for him to reach for the ball and potentially knock the ball out of the quarterback's hand. Uh, he took that coaching, brought it into this week, uh, added in on his tight end, reached for the ball, was able to get the ball out of Bryce Young's hand and ended up being, you know, creating that takeaway, getting a sack fumble. Uh, so <clears throat> that was a big play in the game. I thought he did some really good things in terms of his run fits. Uh, and and he's, a, he's a young guy that I think's improving every single week. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, everyone talks about, uh, I don't know, maybe uh... – I don't know, in the 21st century, they're a little more sensitive. As of late, to me, it was no big deal. I agree with you 100%. Come on, it's football. Uh, You know, like, uh, you might have arguments with your wife. You have arguments with your teammate. You can't keep it uh, to heart. It's just in the heat of the battle. And you look what occurred between Eric uh, McCoy and Derek Carr. I mean, I I thought you were right on here. These things uh, or these kinds of things happen on the field. I'm glad that both of them had the balls to stand up and fight, uh, and then I wouldn't read too much into it, and, and then you just move on. If you look at it, uh, that might have light a fire because uh, Derek Carr all of a sudden has 82 of his 119 passing yards came in the fourth quarter after all that happened. So it's all a, a matter of coming together and y'all fighting for the same goal, but a lot of times when you have incidents like that, I've been part of that. On the sideline and on the field. So, I mean, now they got more cameras and everything. But to me, um, the public uh, tends to make more of a big deal out of that. Uh, and I said this in the point after, after the game. I said, all I know after that happened, we scored more and played better. So, so why is that a negative? I mean, I look at it and uh, you know, no one is going to pout and, uh, you know, going to hold a, a grudge or their feelings hurt. I think it's football. And a lot of the fans have to understand that, uh, that you're trying to compete at the highest level. And uh, I, my estimation or, or guess that it was probably something to do with the protection. <laughs> it was like, who do you call? <laughs> the Mike linebacker or whatever. And then I, I know you're always supposed to block the A-cap up the middle. I know that. You block inside out. So if I'm Bobby, just guessing. Like you've had that experience before. <laughs> yeah, hell yes, I did. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, hey, look, you know, um, obviously you'd rather that not happen because usually when those things happen, they happen out of frustration when things aren't going the way that you want it to go. Uh, but sometimes those types of things kind of light a spark under everybody and, and kind of get everybody fired up a little bit. And I do think we played better after after that. And so, um, look, it, it's something that it happened uh, in the heat of the battle. Uh, you address it, you move on. And here we go. So uh, I don't look too much into it more than that. And and, uh, I think those guys are going to be just fine. Now, uh, you know, Coach, so one question, because I I think I might ask you this two weeks ago, but uh, especially what he's done, 
uh, because uh, all of a sudden I'm having a flashback. Boy, it was a crucial third down. Uh, Derek Carter, Jimmy Graham. Ooh, that was a small window. And the bottom line is Jimmy Graham, a contested catch. He comes down with the ball. And right now he's had, what, like uh, four targets and three touchdowns. And it seems like four receptions. And the, the question I have for you is like, okay, you want the young guys to work out, whether it's Jawan Johnson, we just invested in him in a new contract, or whether it's Foster Morrow, we bring him on board from the Raiders. But right now, if Jimmy Graham's playing the best, I don't care if he's 47. If he's playing and he's getting it done, he should be the number one option for the tight end position right now because we're in a production business, and we're trying to close out the season at a high level. And I think Derek Carr trusts us, uh, Jimmy Graham. So, and I'm not hating on Jawan Johnson, Foster World, none of those guys. But all I know is who's producing, given the opportunities with the targets. Yeah, look, I mean, and, and you're right. It's a production-based business. And, and Jimmy, the last couple of weeks, have ha- has had an opportunity, particularly down there in the red area, uh, to make some plays. And, and he's taking advantage of those opportunities. And when you take advantage of opportunities, you, you usually get a few more, I think, you know, the, the, the one uh, seam route down there uh, really was a hell of a throw and a hell of a catch. You know, I think Derek put it right where it needed to be. And, and Jimmy made that contested catch that we need guys to be able to make. And that's the one thing that he's done throughout his career uh, is he's been able to make the contested catches, and particularly down there uh, in that critical area of the field down in the red area. So uh, pleased with what, he's, what he was able to do. I thought the the naked uh, down there on the, uh, you know, close to the goal line on the touchdown play, I thought he did a great job of, of finding the, the void in the zone, settled in the void, made himself available to the quarterback. Uh, Derek put the ball on him, and, and we got the touchdown out of it. And, Coach, talking about a production-based business, uh, general manager Mickey Loomis gets win number 200 one of only six of nine kind of general manager owners, so to speak, if you will, to reach that. Uh, six of the nine are in the Hall of Fame or on their way to the Hall of Fame. It's a, it's a number uh, it's, it kind of has let let it sink in a little bit, but that's pretty impressive. Yeah, look, there's no question. Um, you know, when you look at the list of people that have been able to accomplish that uh, from the general manager position, uh, it's a pretty exclusive list, and so it's a great accomplishment for him. Uh, he's been a, a huge part of all the success that uh, the Saints have had since he's been the general manager. He's he's uh, uh, a great boss and, and, a, and a tremendous person, and, uh, man, I think we're fortunate that we have a guy like him as the general manager, and, and I was happy for him that we were able to finally get that done. Yep. And I'm, as we go to break, I know there's only one number that would matter to him if he were here, and he would say that's the NFC South titles at seven, make that eight. That's the only number that matters to him. Let's take a quick break. This is the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Allen, and Bobby Abair back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. Mike Austin along with Saints head coach Dennis Allen and Bobby Hebert and coach in prep for the game watching Tampa Bay and Carolina. Carolina had it first and goal with the one, but then the Buccaneers had a couple of tackles for a loss, ends up being a field goal. And so it made me think of it, you know, this past game, and it made me think of why you never quit, why Paulson Adebo runs down Miles Sanders and, you know, knocks him out at the one-yard line. Jonathan Abram tackled for a loss. Demario Davis sack. Incomplete field goal. Big point in the game. 
Yeah, look, we, we, we talk about that all the time, man. Defend every last blade of grass. Give ourselves a chance to play red zone defense. Give ourselves a chance to play goal line defense. Don't ever surrender your goal line and just allow somebody to cross the goal line without having to pay the price. And uh, I thought it was a hell of a play by him. And then I thought it was a hell of a job by our defense stepping up in that situation and, uh, you know, creating a tackle for a loss um, and then ended up getting the, getting the sack and, and, you know, forcing them to have to have to kick a field goal. And, you know, particularly at that moment in the game, it was a big, big play in the game. So, um, you know, I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was outstanding to see that type of effort uh, being able to run them out on the one. Now, uh, Coach Allen, before I ask you a question about the Giants, uh, your next opponent who's coming uh, to the season Superdome. Boy, it looks like in the NFL have to, has to love this as far as the scheduling. Uh, when you look at the uh, division race, now uh, you find yourself right now three-way tie in the NFC South, uh, lead with the Falcons, uh, the Bucks, and then they both play. Then uh, the Saints are going to play both of those teams to end the season. First, you got to host the Giants, and then you play the Rams over the next 11 days. So uh, just talk about the preparation there because that's, that's kind of a little different. When you're talking about playing, uh, before you finish out in the division, playing two opponents uh, within 11 days, that being the Giants and the Rams. Yeah, look, it's a unique situation and that this year is the first year that teams uh, could be chosen to play two Thursday night games. Uh, obviously, we got two of them. Uh, you know, this this time we've got to go out on the road to L.A. and play, you know, on a Thursday night. So two games in 11 days. we got to do a great job of trying to, you know, get our guys' bodies back uh, and, and, and you know, get them healed up uh, to be able to play two games in 11 days. But, you know, we got to take care of first things first. And uh, we've got we've to put together a good plan, and we got to come out and perform well against the Giants. Uh, at the at the Superdome and and take care of that one. So the the the, the motto again this week is one and zero, and we just got to go one and zero this week. And you know, uh, Coach, looking at the Giants, uh, one thing, and not necessarily been the case uh, recent opponents. You know, we've been in the plus side and that turnover differential, turnover margin, but the Giants are right there. Uh, going into tonight's game, they're like plus five, so they've been opportunistic. So, you know, obviously that's going to be key. And then looking at uh, to close out the season, whether it was Atlanta, whether it was Carolina, uh, the Giants, and uh, that being the Saints, we have, we got pretty much uh, top-notch third-down defenses. Anytime, you know, you look in the top ten, if not, uh, you know, uh, top half a dozen, and, and, and that's where the Giants are at, uh, I want you to comment on that. And also – you know, when you're flipping the field, you're talking about hitting yardage. Uh, we've been outstanding. You look at Headley uh, putting the ball in our coverage units. Uh, but I thought maybe we might be number one. But, like, the Giants are number one. It's like the same thing, giving up baby basically five and a half yards of punt return. So that's just something that we're going to face. Because uh, I thought that was a big advantage to us over Carolina on special teams, the coverage units. But it seems like the Giants have excelled in, in, in that area. Yeah, look, they they they've played well in terms of their coverage units uh, and not allowing a lot of return yards. Uh, and then, you know, speaking about them defensively, uh, I think particularly over the last few weeks, they've done a really good job of taking the ball away, 
they've played really good on third down. They're a big pressure team, uh, so they give you a lot of exotic looks uh, that make it challenging on your protection. Uh, and so, look, I think the key is it's okay to it's okay to convert first downs on first and second down. Uh, you know, let's play a little Canadian football and see if we can't convert you know, on first and second down rather than having to take it all the way to third down. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, there's no rule against doing that. Well, Coach, you can't stack two until you stacked one. You took care of that with Carolina. Thanks for joining us tonight. Best of luck. Keep it going against the Giants uh, this weekend. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, Coach. Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back on the Saints Coaches Show, Senior Defensive Assistant Peter Genta will join us, talk about the Saints defense, and hopefully a little bit more about the Giants as well. Coming back after this on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin Studio. Bobby Abear still with us from the Silver Slipper Casino and Resort in Hancock County, Mississippi. And Saints Senior Defensive Defensive Assistant Peter Junta joining us now. Coach been in the league for 32 in the NFL. Now he did spend 2006 to 2014 with the Giants and since then with the Saints. So two teams, Giants and the Saints, uh, really the last portion of your career and still going strong. But thanks for joining us tonight and a big one coming up. Mike, thank you very much for having me, Bobby. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, it's a huge one coming up for us. Can you talk about this defense and really kind of how it has progressed from from a pass defense kind of thing? I mean, they lead the NFL. We don't talk about PDs, passes defense, too often. Everybody goes automatically to the interceptions, which, of course, has been strong. But lead the NFL going into this week with 74 PDs, had eight more, so 82 passes defense leading the NFL. How much of an emphasis was put on that? Uh, we put a huge emphasis on, you know, disrupting the football and uh, playing the ball. That That's the number one thing we have to do is we have to be disruptive in the passing game and affect the quarterback. Now, uh, Peter, talk about the development. Um, and he had a good game. He bounced back. Uh, you know, we want him – Obviously, uh, not you got to generate a pass rush. Uh, you look to Mario Davis uh, with a sack and a half. You know, you do different stunts. But Carl Granison, I, I thought that was big that he was able to come up with a sack. He had a quarterback hurry, a tackle for loss. But it just seems like, I don't know, maybe that's just my perception, but somebody on the team got to get the double-digit sacks. <laughs> you know, well, you might look at, well, it's not all about sacks. It's quarterback hits, hurries, and all that. And then, obviously, you know, you look tackles for a loss. That, that's always influential. 
But it just seems like when all said and done, because you know this, you've been part of this. When the saints are rolling, and this has been under Dennis Allen, we've been like uh, amongst the best in, uh, in sacks. But you got to be like high 40s, low 50s in the league if you're going to achieve that. And so I'm just hoping Carl Granite's going to have a strong finish to the season that maybe he can get the double digits. Or maybe DeMario Davis, even though that's kind of a stunt-generated you know, sack. He's uh, done a great job for us all season, rushing the passer and even playing the run. Uh, you know, the uh, front has been fantastic. You know, they run great games. And, you know, with the addition of the linebackers, you know, and the system that we're running, uh, we get great pressure on the quarterback. And that's why we have the number of pass breakups and interceptions that we have to get rid of the ball sooner than they'd like. Now, uh, when you look at, like, uh, you know, next man up, uh, you look at Pete Werner and uh, the injuries that, uh, you know, he was dealing with. Obviously, he comes up uh, with a big takeaway. Uh, you know, but it's necessarily an interception. end up being a fumble. The ball's up in the air, but you're aggressive towards that. But uh, a lot like, uh, I think, when Pete Werner went out and how Kay Nellis took advantage of that opportunity, uh, whether it's on special teams, whatever, Nephi Sewell seems like uh, he's taking advantage of his snaps, whether it's on special teams or on the defensive side. Yeah, he, he really is. Nephi's done a great job. He's, you know, a very instinctive player. Very pleased to have him. He does a great job, like you said, on special teams and on defense. And Mike Hodge has done a great job developing him. And, Coach, I was kind of thinking along the same lines uh, with Isaac Yedem, right? So this is his sixth team in, in six years. And when Lattimore went out in the Green Bay game, he had he had six of his passes defensed. Well, they, they came in weeks three and four when it kind of felt like he, he was the target, right? I mean, they're going after him, after him, after him, after him. It feels much different now, right? He had three PDs. Uh, yesterday, which I think when he kind of gets gets his head around a little more, I mean, those, those could be INTs, but talk about, you know, where he went from being a target to really kind of having the confidence that he has now. You know, I don't I don't know if he was a target. You know, Marshawn was playing the one side when, you know, Paulson was out. He stepped in and, and, and did a great job, and, you know, they went away from Marshawn and went over his side, and, you know, like you said, he responded, did a great job in the games that he started. And again, uh, the games that he's played these last two weeks when Marshawn's been out, he's, he's done a fantastic job. He's got great length, plays the ball well, no panic. You know, I'd like to see him, you know, turn a couple of those in interceptions, but, you know, he can play the ball well. You know, he's, he's done a great, great job for us. He's in the system that fits his skill set. Now, uh, you know, Peter, when I look at uh, another opportunity, uh, or I should say a player, can you take advantage of the opportunity like Zach Bond? As of late, it seemed like he's playing with more confidence. We all know he can contribute at a high level uh, amongst the tacklers on, on special teams in his, his assignment. But I'm even looking like uh, yesterday he had a couple of tackles, a uh, quarterback hurry, a tackle for loss. So that's something you stack and you build upon. Uh, you know, Cam Jordan always talks about that, stacking them. So uh, Zach Bond, it seems like his confidence has to be growing, uh, especially him giving more opportunities, not only on special teams, but on defense. Yeah, you know, they decided to use him, you know, because we're banged up a little bit. Well, I used him as a defensive end in pass rush situations, and he's responded very, very well for us. Uh, you know, he got some pressure on the quarterback, learned how to rush the pass with the other defensive lineman, and done a great job transitioning from linebacker to the D-line and then playing linebacker on regular downs for us. 
he's done a great job. His confidence is growing. Coach, I was looking back when you won a couple of Super Bowls with the Giants. You also won a Super Bowl with the Rams. And back then you had the number one, certainly the Giants defense we've, we've known about for years, but you had the number one rush defense in the NFL with the Rams back in 99. And the last couple of weeks, you know, 342 kind of net rushing yards. Uh, how concerning or how much of a challenge or how important really is it kind of the tackling in space uh, moving forward for this team to be better at really kind of stopping the run? You know, that's that's a huge priority for us to become a great, you know, to be a great tackling defense. And, you know, we stress that all the time about swarming to the football. It's about how we play and not what we play and, you know, the kind of tackles that we make. And we have to tackle better going down the stretch. And, you know, like I said, that's a big emphasis for us going forward. Uh, you know, to be a great defensive football team, you have to tackle well. You have to get off blocks and everybody's got to finish around the ball. Now, uh, you know, Peter, when uh, I look at, you know, we talked about uh, opportunities and all that and looking at the rotation on the defensive line, uh, boy, I was, uh, I was surprised. You look at Heflin. Uh, you look at him and, you know, kind of a practice squad guy, then you get an opportunity, but a comment on, comment on his opportunity, ended up coming up uh, with a tackle. Uh, Brian Brzee, it seems like a high effort guy. He's got a... a what surprised me as a young player and realized I'm not going to get to the quarterback to get my big paw up and get some passes defended. Uh, but Brian Brzee ended up having a couple of uh, quarterback hurries. So just talk about uh, that rotation amongst the interior defensive line and how important that is. And uh, young guys, uh, you have injuries and all that. You even look at Phillips, uh, whoever it might be. Uh, but, but just talk about, uh, uh, especially Malcolm Roach. I thought he was having an outstanding season. And, uh, you know, in that rotation, then he gets hurt. But you have different guys stepping up and uh, making plays in an actual game. No, that, that's true. You know, we're going to miss Malcolm. He did a fantastic job. He was having a great year for us. And, you know, it was unfortunate. That, you know, next man up mentality. Everybody prepares very well, uh, you know, to play. And, you know, we tell everybody that, hey, listen, you prepare like you're being a going to become a starter and you know that day happens you will become starter you will be ready to play and our guys have done a great job with the rotation you know Todd Grantham and, and BY have done a great job you know developing the tackles inside you know they've all responded and done a really really good job and you got to keep those guys fresh inside if you want to have any success because it's so tough to rush the pass and stop the run because they're taking on you know 600 pounds you know there's all double teams up front you know, and then trying to get off that and then, you know, rushing the pass is the same thing. So you got to keep them fresh, got to keep them active. And they all like, do a great, great job preparing and practicing very hard. And, you know, the results Peter, are it, Now, uh, Peter, what about, uh, I mean, uh, Coach Allen, uh, I think everyone has preached uh, that whether it's uh, a run discipline as far as uh, pass rushing lanes to stop the opposing quarterback from rushing. And uh, you might say, oh, well, he's mobile, Bryce Young, but he ain't run against nobody else but us. I mean, I'm looking at it in two games. He had 74 yards rushing, like, on five carries. So is that just being uh, us being out of control? Maybe why we have not been able to contain, uh, you know, uh, quarterbacks as far as rush lanes? or uh, Because all rushing yards count. You know, I'd say, oh, we'll be holding the running backs pretty good, but then if the quarterback runs, that's still – counts and uh you know we've been giving up four and a half yards a run so is that something i know y'all preaching the meetings but it seems like we've not been able to stop the quarterback 
especially if they have a little bit of ability. I'm not talking about Jared Goff and those likes, but if you have a little bit of ability, we have not been able to stop quarterbacks um, from getting rushing yards. I remember we played Trevor Lawrence's knee was supposed to be hurt. He didn't look hurt to me, and now he was able to run. So uh, that has to be frustrating as coaches, but I know y'all go over this in the meetings, and the players are not able to stop quarterbacks from getting, uh, you know, it's third and seven or whatever, and they get eight or nine yards to uh, sustain drives. Yeah, they, you know, they, 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 their quarter, the opposing quarterback has done a good job getting you know, away from us a couple of times in a pass rush, and, you know, it's, it's been a case of, you know, just not finishing, you know, well enough around the quarterbacks. We've had chances to get them on the ground. ground. The guys have broke, broken tackles, and, you know, another one, a guy just slipped through, you know, a little crease in the pass rush, and, you know, that just we just keep emphasizing, we'll keep working on it. We've got to get guys rallying to the football, you know, mixing, you know, the zone coverages as well as the man-to-man. It seems like that takeoff one, man-to-man coverage, uh, you know, hurt us. But, you know, we'll have answers for it and improve that as we get down the stretch. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. It's all about discipline in the pass rush lanes and, you know, guys in the back end, you know, plastering the coverage and the guy that's free, you know, is turn it loose and go get the quarterback. Excellent. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Peter Junta, the Senior Defensive Assistant, uh, we appreciate your time. Continued success. Keep it going. Keep Make one, two, and two, three, and see what happens after that. Thanks for joining us tonight. We have to do it. We've got to get one this week. Just... You bet. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Bobby. Have a great night. Thank you, Coach. Have a good one. Bobby, we will say so long to you, my friend. Thanks, as always, for helping host the show tonight. All right, Hoss. And when we come back, we'll bring Bobby's teammate there at the Silver Slipper Casino and Resort in Hancock County, Mississippi, Mike Dettelier. We'll come back. We'll talk NFC South, Monday Night Football, and we might break down a little Minnesota, Las Vegas, just for the heck of it. Stay with us on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. We go back out to the Silver Slipper Casino and Resort in Hancock County, Mississippi, where Mike Dettelier joins us in a doubleheader tonight. Mike, Tennessee, 4-8 and eight at Miami, 9-3. and three, Or you've got Green Bay, 6-6 six and six against the Saints' next opponent, the 4-8 and eight New York Giants. And not a staggered start, but head-to-head. So uh, some, some, some interesting games uh, for, to watch. And certainly if you can you know, have the NFL Network or different ways to do so and can watch Green Bay and New York, I mean, it, it's, it, you want to watch the Saints' next opponent. They've won, yeah. they've won, they've two, won two straight, straight with, with Tommy DeVito. DeVito. Good luck with that one. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, you know, I think about the Titans because right before we got on at four, I had to do some Titans Network stuff. And, you know, they play in this game without Jeffrey Simmons. And look who you're playing against. And the Dolphins, uh, who's like video, uh, like Madden-type football, every time they grab the ball on offense. And so good luck to the Titans. And I know they got a pretty good defense, but, man, it ain't nearly as good. You can throw all this uh, crapola about next man up. There ain't no next man close to Jeffrey Simmons. On that team, that's all I can, or any other uh, team, matter of fact, uh, that you're looking at. Uh, with the Giants, it's interesting because they played pretty well on defense. But their offense has been god-awful, uh, you know, week in, week out. They, they haven't really been able to do anything on a consistent basis. And you can say that they haven't done anything that you can look at and say, boy, I can hang my hat on that on offense. Now, defensively, they get after you. They're aggressive, Mike. They, they put a lot of different looks on how they rush the quarterback. And they kind of come out 
in and out of different looks to do it. It's not been their defense that's got them at four wins. Uh, believe me, their offense has just has not been able to do anything. Uh, I know they got injuries at quarterback, and you're down to DeVito, and he is who he is at this stage. But uh, be interesting for me is the Packers because they have sort of been a hot team lately. Now, they got some injuries uh, at running back and at receiver with Christian out, and then you don't, you don't have Aaron at running back. But A.J. Dillon, man. He is a really good running back, too. Um, how far can Jordan Love carry this team? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, they've won three straight. Yep. The Giants have won two straight. And so it's funny because you look at – so the Lions are 9-4. and four, Then Minnesota, 7-6 and six after that barn burner. Uh, but and you look at the Giants, well, they're 4-8. Well, you got two other teams in their division who are 10-3, and three, right? We look at the NFC South, that's our world we live in, three sixes and sevens. Well, the Giants got two teams that are 10-3 and three, uh, in their division. So, man, you're, you're, it's, it's, that's a different ball. It's a far mountain to climb. Yeah, that's that's a, all I can tell you. I know, I know the Eagles got skunked last yeah. night. Man, the Cowboys put it to them, and physically – got after them in a bad manner. Uh, looked like they had stole something from them when they were kids. I mean, that, that's how bad that beatdown was last night. But, uh, man, it's, it's, it's difficult for the Giants, and they've had a lot of injuries. But, again, man, their, their offense has been offensive, uh, to be honest with you, all, le- all year long. It's been their defense that has really kept them in games. You know, it's been we, – we've seen this. We saw this yesterday in Kansas City – uh, as well, and I was kind of looking it up because it just feels like I've talked about it more than I ha- ever have, and that is offensive offsides, right? Thirteen offensive offsides in 2023. In the previous three seasons, there were seven. So obviously, I mean, the NFL comes out. And, I mean, I was in an NFL meeting, and they said, "Hey, look, they're going to be really keying in on offensive linemen downfield," and offensive offsides but it seems like such a strange penalty because you've got an official right there the the thing about it is mike the chiefs are complaining about uh tony's one he's obviously offside i mean that that's not even close i mean he is he's got that foot across and it's obvious now again because of how to play ended uh again you got some people squawking but if you watch that film and see how they cut it man uh, that that's his fault. Don't blame a referee for that. Uh, you can get you can maybe blame him for questionable calls, but you can't blame a referee for a guy who's that much out of uh, offsides. And for Tony, it's not been his first rodeo. He's been called for that at least three other times uh, during his career. So this is the fourth time he's lined up offsides. I mean, how difficult can it be for you to figure out where the ball is and where you have to line up? Uh, that, that's his fault. That, that's no one else's. That's his. Boy, it's been a, I know Bobby was talking to Coach, and we've been talking you know, to, 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 to players and, and, and coaches. But watching Jimmy Graham, he's the oldest player on the team. He's got three touchdowns. He now has 88. So he's tied for 16th. With uh, Don Maynard, he's, it's, it's a problem getting a, a much higher because in front of him is Mike Evans and Devontae Adams. So they're, they're at 91, and they ain't done. So, but, man, when he has just been so impressive, especially on that one, the you know, the high-pointed catch that he brought down. It was a huge first down. I mean, that's just it, – it's just what's fun to see. 
Yeah, Mike, one of the things, uh, we did the uh, deal at the Moriel Center, uh, and Drew was there. And Drew talked about how much they would work after practice on these basketball-type plays, where you were like a forward trying to catch a basketball coming off the rim or whatever. And they would do that constantly. And you think of some of the plays that they would run near the goal line where Jimmy would just sort of turn around and just sort of out-jump the guy, okay? He would just put his hands up or jump over the top of the defender. Okay, you got a six-foot-six tight end. Okay, how many defenders in this league are actually 6'2"? If you're a cornerback or a right. safety, that's not many of right. them like that. And so he's got four inches at least on everybody in this league. And not to say to play him 45 times, but his effectiveness in the red zone and him being a former basketball player, he knows how to get up and, and make a catch in traffic. That, and he can still do that at his age, especially in the red zone where, Mike, you know it, man, it gets condensed because they use that back of the end zone like another defender. And so now you've got to find a way to beat that. And uh, I think about the guys that have had so much success, if it was Jason Witten, if it was Gonzalez, you name them, Gronkowski. Being able to use that height advantage to go up and make that catch, and that's what Jimmy does. Yeah, and whenever, he th- whenever they throw him the ball anyway, four targets, three touchdowns, I think that'll change uh, as we move forward. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but just suffice to say, if you got some time, don't waste it watching Minnesota in Las Vegas. 17 punts, under two-minute field goal, 3 nothing the final. Well, Mike, the, the, the punter earned his keep yesterday for both sides. <laughs> he earned his salary Very on that. Much. But, but I'll throw this out real quick. Brian Brzee, Jordan Howden, young kids yep. that really stepped up and did a good job yesterday. You bet. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Hoss. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Charlie Long in the booth. This has been the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. See you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 